Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of SCC Talks. This is your co-host, Caden, and we are just so excited to bring you guys another episode with our second episode on YouTube, but our 29th episode on the podcast. Hanley, I'm really enjoying this this new series we have started, and now we are going to talk about Arkansas. Yes, we are. But we want to catch you guys up on what has happened this past weekend in SEC baseball and a couple of news in the portal. Um, so, Hanley, you want to catch us up on those things? Yeah, so let's go over real quick just what the standings look like um, in the SEC after after last week. So Tennessee took their first loss of the week, of the year. They did in in the SEC to Bama. They're still thirty three and three overall, fourteen and one in the SEC. They're pretty much running away with it. Yep. Um, Georgia. This is this is going to be in the East. Georgia's nine and six in the SEC. Vanderbilt is seven and eight. There's only two teams in the East that are above five hundred. Is Vanderbilt still unranked? That's a good question. I don't know if they're ranked or not. Um, anyways, but them being under 500 is pretty, pretty bad. But, uh, speaking of Vanderbilt, I checked and they have, yeah, they're unranked. They have, I believe three of the top five new recruits for baseball for this next season. I don't doubt it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Florida six and nine, South Carolina six and nine, Missouri and Kentucky wrap it up at five and 10. And then over to the West. Arkansas is eleven and four. They're kind of running away with the West. Yeah. Um, our Auburn, A and M, and Bama are all tied at eight and seven, okay. which is a respectable record for each of them. LSU is seven and eight. Mississippi State took two out of three against Auburn, so they're back up to six and nine. Um, and then Ole Miss wraps it up with five and ten. So I think Mississippi State's probably moving back off of the whole scare of not making the SC tournament. Yeah. But uh, I just want to list off real quick also the rankings, the SEC teams who are in the top 25 right now. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, again, is number one. They could probably get swept, and they would still be number one right now. They've got a four-game lead on the next closest team. Yeah. Um, Arkansas's fourth. Uh, let's look. Georgia 14, Auburn 19, LSU 22, Florida and Bama and Ole Miss all dropped out. Wow. Yeah. So there's only four teams, which is not not quite what um what the SEC's been doing lately, but that's okay. When it comes down to it, you know, Tennessee's going to win it all this year, so it doesn't matter. I hope so, man. But um, I hope so. Yeah, so that's a little update real quick uh, on the baseball side of things. Let's move a little bit over to basketball. There's a couple of things that have happened since our last episode, not a ton. Um, the Brandon Huntley-Hatfield stuff yeah, he dropped has, his top five. has started to heat up, and a lot of people think he may be coming to Auburn. I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not, but we are in the top five. I'm not sure if I understand why we would go after him because – a lot of people think we're going to get Johnny Broom from Moorhead State, who's a center. So if if Brandon Huntley Hatfield came, one of our guys who's on our second team would probably leave. Right. So, which, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad, but 
he wouldn't start for us, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, what what did he do at, at Tennessee this year? He averaged like four and three. I he would have to, but he, he also didn't get he also didn't get much playing time. Sure, until Olivier got hurt, but. he probably wouldn't start over Johnny Broom at the center, and then he would have to be out a five star for the power forward spot. So he may. Yeah. I mean, he was a five star. So. Um, the biggest thing for him, I think, I see, I think I mentioned this last episode, but his his work ethic and him yeah. just being lazy, I think, have been two of his main drawbacks. Right, and it's hard for five stars to come in and one not get immediate playing time, and two just have to work for something, right? Right, because a lot of guys in high school they just ride off of talent. Yeah. And then once you get to the next level, you can't do that anymore. Right. The only other person that I've really heard news on this week was Imani Bates. Yeah. Who's not in the SEC. Hopefully Tennessee snags him. Uh, but this kid, if you had gone back to last year, everyone would have predicted he would go number one overall in this next draft. Yeah. Uh, he's super young. He had to be – in college or the G League for two years. So he came to Memphis knowing that he was going to have to do that for two years. Right. And it was evident that he was not having a good time about halfway through the year. But he has entered the portal. He was hurt, though, mostly. He got hurt some, but also he, they they did not use him well. I agree. They, they tried to make him a primary ball handler, and he's not. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that because – if someone in the SEC got him, it could be a major game changer immediately. Yeah. But that's all that I've got on that. Do you want to go ahead and get us started yeah. with Arkansas football? And, Hanley, I don't know if you recall. Obviously, you weren't a part of our podcast. Um, and Jackson was unable to make it, by the way, for um, family reasons. But hopefully he'll be back with us next week. But our very first episode was titled, Is Arkansas for Real? Because that was around – we started the podcast around the time when Arkansas was like 3 yeah. or 4-0. and oh. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of funny that it comes back around full circle that way. But Arkansas, they had a really starting promise to last year. And then when they, they just played Georgia and people were predicting Arkansas to win. Um, I that. But then Arkansas got blown out. I don't even think they scored that game. Uh, but they have a really promising quarterback in K.J. Jefferson coming back. Um, depending on how you classify it, he's a Heisman candidate, dark horse, Heisman candidate, however you want to say it. But I think it all starts with your quarterback, and they, Arkansas has a really good SEC caliber quarterback. Yeah, they've got a good quarterback. He's. I, I'm just trying to think. You asked me before the show where would I rank him in the SEC. Obviously, I put Bryce – Probably Hendon. I don't know. You know maybe. Yep. Hendon. Um, I'm just trying to think of who else. I don't know. Maybe Spencer Rattler could do something. I just don't trust mm-hmm. him. I don't either. Um, I mean, I'd probably have to go with Zach Calzada, but we'll see. We'll see. That is interesting. Next week, let's let's rank our SEC quarterbacks next week. Okay. That's um, interesting. I wouldn't put Stetson for sure above him. I Rick, really don't Rick know. Davis for Kentucky. Um, Anthony Richardson for Florida. No. Um, he can't throw the ball. 
Who, who else? I would probably put him at third. The Mississippi State quarterback, he can sling it. Yeah, who cares if you sling it when you sling it to the other team? That's true. <laughs> Ole Miss, they have that. Um, I know. The guy uh, Slovis. Keaton Slovis, I think is his name. No, he went to Pitt. Is that right? Um, Was he not the USC guy? Another USC guy came. A different one. To... Okay, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. But Slovis, I believe, went to Pitt. Okay. Could be wrong. But anyways, there. I'd probably that, put him at third. Now that I'm thinking about, it, there's not that many high-powered SEC quarterbacks. No, there's really not. And we don't even know who's going to be LSU's quarterback. So yeah, I uh, yeah, there's just really not a lot of good quarterbacks. Right I think now. between Bryce Hendon and KJ, yeah, those are by far the the guys. Yeah, but I agree. So, but just to give you guys a rundown of Arkansas' schedule for next year. We'll do predictions before we move on to basketball, if you're cool with that. Mm -hmm. But they actually open the season against Cincinnati. That's a very intriguing game. And then they play Missouri State. Might be a close one. Who knows? Um, Then Bama. That's pretty early for Bama. Do they always play Bama that early? You know? I don't think that one – I think it moves around. I don't think that one's set. Wait, no, I'm reading this wrong. It's supposed to be side to side. So it's <laughs> so Cincinnati, then South Carolina, then Missouri State, then A and M, then Bama, then Mississippi State, then BYU, then Auburn, then Liberty, then LSU, then Ole Miss, then Missouri. That's a pretty tough schedule, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, everyone in the SEC West is going to have a tough schedule. <laughs> Plus Liberty, BYU, and Cincy. Those aren't those are really good mid majors. Yeah. I mean, Liberty, they've obviously had really good success with Malik Willis. They won't be that good this year, though. The quarterback before Malik. Wasn't he really good too? Uh, I don't I couldn't tell you who he was. Maybe Malik was there for a couple years. Because Malik was started been, at Auburn, there right? Didn't Malik start at Auburn? He didn't start. No, but like, didn't he start off school? Yeah, he was there. Like, that was his first school. That's mm-hmm. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll we'll get into our predictions before we move on to basketball. But um, the recruiting class. Um, so, their national rank was 28th, 13th in the SEC. So, obviously not the best class. But it shows yeah. – it shows the power of the SEC, if it shows anything, with being in the top 30 and being the second-worst SEC recruiting class. But, I mean, what do you what do you have to think about that? Uh, I mean, not much to say about it. The, they didn't get any five stars. I they didn't think. lose a ton. They did lose um, – I cannot remember the receiver's name. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. He's a big loss. Um, he was huge, but they may be able to replace him with Jaden Hazelwood yeah. from Oklahoma. That was a huge get for them. He's a former five-star receiver. They also got Drew Sanders from Alabama. He's a linebacker. Uh, I really don't know. I, I, I Bumper Pool's coming back for his 18th year. Isn't Sam Pittman the coach? Yeah. I really, I really do like him. I think he's doing some good stuff I for do Arkansas. Too. I do too. They're kind of becoming a really hard-nosed team and program. And I'm not saying that they're like a feared program because they're not, but they're becoming a, a respectable program again. 
Yeah, I agree. So, and Sam Pittman, I thought he was a horrible hire. <laughs> like, was he the Georgia offensive line coach? I, I believe so. Okay. I just don't think – I don't know. I I haven't seen many situations where an offensive line coach getting hired as a head coach works out for you. Yeah. And I just thought it was a horrible hire. I don't know. But, I mean, he's proven a lot of people wrong. Yeah. So, him, him Heupel, um, Shane Beamer for South Carolina, there's some good – young. when I say young coaches, young for their school – New coaches in, in their tenures, yeah, yeah, new coaches and how and promising for their respective schools. I think there's a lot of good talent, coach wise. I agree. Um, where do you see them ranking in the West? That's tough. Um, you gotta put Bama up there, right? I think Ole Miss. They're they're. I'm excited to do their episode because I don't know. Like they're, I feel like they could either be ten and two or six and six. Right type year. Um, they just lost so much, but they had a great portal um, pickup. Same with LSU. We don't know what we're gonna get from LSU. Yeah. Um, but if I had to just put money on it right now, from what I know, I think Arkansas is gonna finish second in the West. You think so? From what I know right now. Yeah, there's not really any team other than Bama that I can think of that well. I don't know. I would think a and going to give them a, a good run, too. I don't know, man. I just don't trust a and I don't trust Jimbo. But, I mean. I don't know, man. We'll see what they do with those five stars. All right. They have 18 five stars. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. It's ridiculous. They've got enough to run both sides. That NIL. That's right. Texas oil, man. But, anyways. Um, plus, you also got to trust – a really good quarterback coming back. Yeah, and he he's a good dual threat. He's not going to do anything crazy with his legs. He's not he's not running for 30 and 40 yard gains at a time, but he's really really good at extending plays. Yeah. He'll grab you 10 yards, he'll scramble out when he needs to. And he's huge. He's a big guy. He's probably 6'5" 250 if I had to guess. He's a big guy. Um, and he can he can move. He's kind of like a stockier version of Cam. Was it what game was it where he he flipped over a player into the end zone? Was that the Ole Miss game? Florida was it? No, it was, it was definitely Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I think it was Ole Miss. It was definitely was, Ole Miss. That was the high scoring. Yep, high scoring you're right. Game. That was Ole Miss. But yeah, they because they, they were good last year, but then they also lost games that they really like. Well, they played Auburn and lost like by a few touchdowns. Yeah. And Auburn was like six and six last year. Yeah. Kind of like AM. You just they they really perform well and then they really don't perform well. Yeah. Like it's and then like you go like Arkansas played Bama really well last year. They did. Then they lost by a touchdown, I think it was. They did. So like I said, they Sam Pittman has really gotten them into a respectable program. Um a name that the SEC can call theirs and not be ashamed of it. Yeah. Because there's a few of them, Vanderbilt being one of them. Yes, I'm looking right at Vanderbilt. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So, so Jackson. Because for a minute, Arkansas was the bottom, at least of the West. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let's move through here so we can make it to basketball. I'm going to run through some names real quick of some notable recruits as well as guys transferring in and transferring out. Um, so some notable names for recruit-wise, we have Isaiah Setegna. He is from Fayetteville, Arkansas. He's a wide receiver, four-star, um, the number one player in the state of Arkansas. That's big. That's always good for recruiting in-state guys. That's right. Um, Andrew Chambly, offensive tackle, 6'7", 305. Mammoth of a human big being. Guy. The number two player in the state of Arkansas. That's really good. But that says something about the talent coming out of Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of farmers out there. Anyways, so six <laughs> seven three oh five guys. Um Emerian Harris, he's another offensive tackle, six seven three seventy. He My might have gosh. to lose a little bit of weight. The number three player in the state of Arkansas. Arkansas. Back at it again. Patrick Kudas. He is an interior offensive lineman. They recruited offensive lineman this year. Uh, 6'6", 303. Guess what state from? What state is he from? Uh, Arkansas. He's actually from Tennessee. I don't know why you would do that. To <laughs> I knew me, you were going to say that. That's, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> but he <laughs> he's from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, yeah, 13th best player in the state of Tennessee anyways. Quincy McAdoo, he's from Arkansas as well. So there, it looks like their top four recruit, four of the top five recruits are from Arkansas. He is the number four player in the state. Yeah. And so it sounds like you mentioned several offensive linemen. Yeah. And that's really what Sam Pittman is known for. Is like I mentioned, he's from Georgia. He was the O line coach there, and he's really going to try and build around that offensive line. Something that Gus Malzahn should really have learned how to do. Anyways. Yeah. So, according, this is all according to 247 Sports, by the way. I know there's a lot of people out there, rivals, the news on three, but I'm a big fan of 247. <clears throat> As um, am I. So, the top four players in the state of Arkansas. That's pretty impressive to be able to recruit your own guys. Um, and then, so I'm going to go over some guys who are leaving the program. So, we already touched on Traylon Burks, he's going to the NFL. Right. Um, also, Redshirt Junior John Stephen Jones. He's the grandson of Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner. Um, it's he's impressive no right there. The team. He appeared in seven total games over four seasons. Um, who's also gone as Traylon Smith. He began the season as a starting running back. And he's gone. Um, we mentioned Traylon Burks. Um, the only tight end to leave. Arkansas was the most experienced guy. He was a sixth-year senior, and he started all 13 games in 2021, so that okay. might be a big gap to fill. Right. Um, <clears throat> Hudson Henry is back, though. Um, Arkansas's top pass rusher, Trey Williams, has gone to the NFL. Um, so who else has gone? Grant Morgan and Hayden Henry are both gone from the linebacker position. And then Arkansas also lost a trio of starters in the secondary. That could be big. Mm. Um, and a safety and a nickel who both transferred to LSU and also another safety who declared for the draft. Oh, and they also lost their long snapper. I don't – I'm not telling how they're going to hey, replace that guy. Respect the specialist. Respect him. Were you a specialist? I was. I knew it. I was a long snapper, for those of you who don't know. 
So don't respect the specialist. <laughs> All right. Notable names who are returning. KJ Jefferson. Obviously, he's going to be the starter. Um, Johnson and Sanders, who are heading the rushing attack for the team this year. Um, the most experienced returner is Warren Thompson, who had 304 yards on 19 catches last year. It was the third most on the team. Um, Hudson Henry, as I mentioned, they're retaining most of their starting O-line. Um, they have a sophomore who's coming back, Jashad Stewart, who's filling in for Trey Williams, who's a really good player. And then <coughs> they're returning a total of 10 linebackers, most notably Bumper Pool, who we talked about. This is his – 18 year. Pool. He's a good player, but he's no doubt about he's, it. He's taking advantage of all his extra years for sure. He's taking his third COVID year at this point, it seems like. Yeah. Um, so safety, Jalen Catalan is the biggest name returning for his fourth year as a starter. Okay. And then freshman Cam Little um will be back. And it looks like he is a specialist as well. <clears throat> okay. So and then we already talked about where they're going to finish in the West. So you want to make our predictions real quick for Let's do it. their schedule, then we'll move on to basketball real quick. Let's do it. Okay, so Arkansas and Cincy, who you got? It's at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas. I'll pick Arkansas. Yeah, I'm going to take Arkansas. South Carolina, Arkansas. 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 Missouri State, Arkansas. Arkansas. Missouri State. Arkansas, Arkansas. A&M. Um, and Jerry World. At A&M, I'm going to go with A&M. Well, they usually played at Jerry World, don't they? That is true. I will go with Arkansas then if it's not going to be at AM. and I'm going to take Arkansas. Bama and Arkansas. Bama. Bama. Arkansas, Mississippi State. I'm going to go Mississippi State. I think they're going to have a tough time playing against the Air Raid. They always do. Yeah, I was too. And is at Mississippi State. So, BYU and Arkansas at BYU. Hopefully, Arkansas will win that game. Yeah. Auburn, Arkansas. <clears throat> I got to go with the Tigers. It's at Auburn. It's at Auburn, which is a tough place to play. Um, I agree. It, it That game, to be honest, just completely depends on how Auburn is. Auburn. I'm saying Auburn, too. Liberty and Arkansas. Arkansas. Same. LSU and Arkansas at Arkansas. Arkansas. I'm going to take, take LSU in that game. I think All right. Ole Miss and Arkansas. Arkansas. I'm going to take Ole Miss in that game. And then Arkansas and Missouri. I'll take Arkansas. Okay, me too. So I have one, two, three, four, five. I have Arkansas going to seven and five, and you have them going nine and three. I do. So those are nine and three would be a great season for them. Great season. Seven and five, I mean, uh, yeah, average at this point, for especially with what you have coming back. Yeah. But I would think eight and four, they should be happy. Yeah. So. All right, let's move on to basketball real quick. All right, let's do it. Okay, so a few things to talk about with basketball. Who's coming in, who's leaving, uh, kind of the expectations going forward because there are some wild expectations for this Arkansas basketball program. To start out, let's go with the transfers in, the guys that are coming in from other programs. You have Jalen Graham from Arizona State. He'll be a good piece. It's really hard to tell right now 
who is going to play for this team. Obviously, it's early, but like I'll get into it in a second, but they have a lot of really good recruits coming in, but they also have these veteran guys coming in from other schools, and either of those I could see starting. So I really don't know how good he's going to be or what he'll be able to do, but they also got the – the Mitchell twins from Rhode Island. That's Mackay and Mikkel. Don't miss that one. Um, they're from Rhode Island. They should be good. Good veteran pieces. Uh, the, probably the most interesting transfer that they're getting is Trayvon Brazil from Missouri. He's a center. He will most likely take the place of Jalen Williams. I'm expecting Jalen to be gone. He's already declared but has retained his, uh, you know, retained his eligibility. So we're going to kind of see what happens with that one. But Brazil could really be a big piece for them. Yeah. At worst, he'll be a really good backup. So he had a decent year with Missouri. Took him a minute to get his feet under him, but he could be really good. As far as the guys that are leaving, uh, Connor Vanover, who's terrible, he didn't play. Guard K.K. Robinson, who didn't play also, and Chance Moore, who didn't play. So they they kind of dumped the guys that didn't pan out for them to begin with. Right. So it's kind of a best-case scenario for them. Um, and these are the guys transferring out, not just leaving. Right. Transferring. Yep. And so I'll talk about this in a second, um, but I'll move on. Uh, as far as recruiting goes, high school guys. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. They have the number two recruiting class. If I didn't know any better, I would think this is Kentucky five years ago. You sure would. Um, it's ridiculous. Number one, they have the five-star number six player in the nation, Nick Smith. This guy is going to be legit. Yeah. He'll be a one-and-done, almost no doubt. He should be legitimate. He'll start for them next year unless something crazy happens. Five-star Jordan Walsh, he's a forward for them. He's going to be good, too. He's ranked around 20-something. Five-star Anthony Black, he just committed in the last two or three weeks. Um, All three of the guys I just named are McDonald's All-Americans, which is a crazy accomplishment for that program. Um. Going on down the list, they have three other four-stars, Darian Ford, Barry Dunning, and Joseph Pinion. Every person I just named are top 100 recruits. Huge. To put that into perspective, if a team gets three top 100 recruits, I think that's a great recruiting class. Yeah. That's a good class. Excellent. If you could grab one five-star and two of those four-stars, that's a good class. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of guys coming in. Moving on to the guys who are leaving the program, J.D. Note is will be leaving. Like I said, Jalen Williams has declared, but is still eligible. Audis Tony is going to the draft, and then Trey Wade and Chris Likes are most likely gone. I guess they could still take another year for COVID, but with all the guys that they're bringing in, they are most likely gone. Um, this program is coming off of an Elite Eight run. So they're going to have a lot of expectations. And one thing I do want to point out is I just mentioned a lot of guys coming in. I think 10 to be exact. 
it's important to understand that the 11 through 13 scholarship players are not going to play. Yeah. So, it, you know, they, a couple of these four stars could redshirt. That's well. That's what. That's what I. It's great what they're doing. Like their the expectations should be high. Right. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to who has the best 10, 8 to 10. Right. It really doesn't come down to who has the best 13. It, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. But that 11 through 13 player, um, don't be surprised if that is what those four stars end up being. Yeah. Because if Muscleman's smart, he'll try to develop those guys. Yeah. So – it's They're going to be in very good shape. Very promising future for the Arkansas basketball program. Coming off of back-to-back Elite Eight. That's true. Which is a crazy accomplishment. So, I mean, but the prediction, the future is bright for their athletic program as a whole. Baseball is really good. Football's on the come up. Basketball is looking really good. That's right. I mean, their basketball program's in a better place right now than Kentucky. I think. Yeah. Um, so. I'd probably assume that they're going to be a top three team in the SEC next yeah. year. Yeah. But let's go ahead and wrap it up a little bit. We wanted to make this episode a little bit shorter. Yeah. To, uh, you know, just not keep y'all too long. But we certainly do appreciate everyone who watches it. Um, do you have anything else, Caden? Just make sure you guys like, subscribe, and comment on the YouTube and listen to us on Apple and Spotify as well. And, For those of you just joining us on YouTube, make sure you go back to all of our other episodes on Apple and Spotify. And we look forward to talking about Auburn next week. Yes, sir. All right. See you guys next week. Have a good one.